0: mm mm-hmm. Welcome to a new episode of the Love Pod, Love Rockets podcast. I'm Rachel and I'm joined as per usual by Ian. Hi, Ian.
1: Hi, Rachel. How's it going?
0: Good. How are you? Not too shabby. Oh, good. Can't not shabby on a podcast recording day. Can't have that.
1: I know, but we're, you know, we're doing great.
0: Glad to hear it. Um, Today we are joined by Matt O. Welcome, Matt O.
2: Hello everyone. It is Matt. Oh. He is back.
1: Uh, he he is, was granted access he, back.
0: <laughs> he, he is back. Um, I like to introduce the guest as soon as possible so they don't have to sit there awkwardly as though they're like a secret.
2: I I think that's a good
1: strategy.
0: Yeah. I think people don't like feeling like maybe they're a secret.
1: <laughs> I think it's suspenseful. I'm like, I wonder who their guests will be today. <laughs>
0: Well, it's Matto. He's back. I hope that he is... We are recording remotely, but I hope that he's pumping his fist as he has done several other times while recording.
2: No, you know what? Actually, I am not.
0: Oh, I'm not like... fist... You don't need to fist pump today?
2: <laughs> no, because I have, something, I have something else that is distracting me while we are recording. Uh, I'm in one of my kids' rooms, and they have a very heavy with pennies in it fidget spinner and Ooh, man, man. this thing really spins.
0: It's doing <laughs> it for you
2: Yeah, it's pretty fun.
0: I know. Don't you wish that we went to school in the age where teachers let us have fidgets? Sometimes. That,
2: I think that would have helped me a ton
0: actually. I think so too. <laughs> I think so. As an intervention specialist, I'm agreeing. <laughs> I think I think about that all the time. I think like, oh, like all these things I do for my students would never have been allowed when I was in school. And I always think like, oh, well, it's nicer to be around in like a kinder time. Oh, which is a good segue. Not on purpose, but here we are. Uh, Today we are talking about kindness. It's the kindness podcast. Welcome. Oh,
1: we changed our name. (laughs)
0: we changed (laughs) her name it's been it's very sudden um i did not ask anyone's uh input but here we are um no we have been working through the fruit of the spirit we're in a series called cultivate where we're going week by week virtue by virtue through the fruit of the spirit and this week we've arrived at kindness i think this is the midpoint love joy peace patience kindness and then we'll have the other half later but we've made it halfway.
1: Hooray. We've,
0: and we've learned some things.
1: You learned many things.
0: As a refresher, we've learned that it's not fruits of the spirit. in like that the It's not different fruits. Not each fruit is different. We can't pick some and not pick the others. It's all one thing. We've called it a, a spiritual smoothie of sorts. They're all spiritual together in salad. one. It's, it's, yeah, a spiritual fruit salad. You wouldn't just call one fruit a fruit salad. Mm -hmm. Um, and we've been talking about how these are like indicators of like people who are close with the Lord, who are spending time, um, with either like in the Bible or in community or growing in their faith. And like, these are things that flow out of that. So Paul wrote this letter to somebody in Galatia, we're not sure exactly who, and he was basically like, stop arguing about all these things. Instead, we know what's good, we know what's bad. These are the good things, and he lists out all these virtues, and he's like, this is how people are going to know that you are, like, God's people. So we've been kind of breaking it down, virtue by virtue, week by week, kindness, How's everyone feel about this?
2: I, I feel a little nervous about talking about kindness. Why? Because um, I feel like there's there's an ambiguity to kindness that doesn't exist in the other ones. Uh-huh. So,
0: I, I-, I think kindness,
2: yeah. We'll, we'll talk about the ambiguity, I'm sure.
0: Oh, yeah, we'll get into it. Um, but I guess to just kick us off. What is kindness? It's our most simple question, but I think a daunting one.
1: It's more than nice, but I, 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 it's, I don't know how to put the words to it. It's a, this is a hard one to define off the top of your head because I'm just like kindness, doing a kind act. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. kindness mm-hmm. is one of those words that you use to define itself, and it's not very helpful. Right.
0: Well, I also was thinking about kindness earlier today, and I was thinking about how I don't know if I can think of like a good, succinct definition, But I think it's really easy to identify when something is not kind. Yes. Yeah. Like that to me feels very uh, simple. Like, oh, that is is not the kind thing that that person should have done. Or that was not the kind choice to be made there. Mm. That feels very clear and very easy. But the opposite of that is hard. Which I feel (laughs) like for the other ones, it hasn't necessarily been that.
1: Yeah, saying it that way just made me think of, like, so kindness is, like, your intention to do well for someone, like, to do good to them uh, or for them.
0: Yeah, I think that's, like, definitely part of it. Yeah. This dictionary Mm -hmm. definition says the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate.
1: Friendly, generous, and considerate.
0: And I feel like I would maybe tack on to that. Uh, especially when it is inconvenient or inefficient <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah, I yeah. think there's like, cause I think nice is like nice is the, the easy mode of kind. Does that make sense? Like yeah. if, nice is like the thing you do because it doesn't, it doesn't really have a cost or it doesn't really like, it's not weighty at all, but kindness to me feels like weightier that like it has that like sense of like sometimes it's not convenient or sometimes it's not efficient but it is kind
2: right yeah i i i think along those same lines of that like nice nice seems like you can flow in and out of it like i'm just going to decide to be nice right now Mm. or i'm going to decide not to be nice right now And kindness seems to like just flow with you or it should, it's like a, it's like a part of who you are. Right. Um, and you know, I think just even the example of the fruit of the spirit, it's like, I think as Christians, and if we are aware of the work of the spirit in our lives, like we're we're gonna we're gonna be stronger in some of these than others, but I think the whole point is that the spirit should like we should be walking in these. They should be a part of us. It's not like uh right. it's not a decision, I'm gonna be kind now. Yeah. It's you no, know, this the spirit allows me to be kind. And if I'm walking in the spirit, then it's part of who I am. It's not a decision for me just to be nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we've talked about, too, earlier in the series, too, that, like, when we look at the fruit of the spirit, it can feel like there's can be a compulsion to be like, well, I'm just this kind of person or I'm not this kind of person. We talked about this with patience last week with Sarah. Like, people just say, like, well, I'm not a patient person or um, but I think that with all of them yeah like it's it's the ways that you're living your life it's the decisions that you're making it's the like it's the hallmark of like kind of all of your choices should kind of hopefully encapsulate all of these things which is a really high bar like it's hard (laughs) because I think there's so many opportunities to not be all these things you know um so I guess that's a good segue too and thinking of like so in what ways is a biblical definition of kindness different from maybe culture as a whole or what the world would say kindness is, or even like what we see kindness look like in the church?
1: Mm. I feel like we said earlier that niceness is kind of easy mode of kindness, but I feel like in like culture, it's like synonymous, like they're interchangeable, but I feel like, when you look at scripture you see like kindness being used in tandem with these other virtues that we see or how you speak to someone or how you deliver truth to someone um i was thinking like in ephesians 4 when it's talking about like a new life like once you accept christ you have new life and Uh, Ephesians 4 31 says like let all bitterness wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice be kind to one another Hmm. uh, and parted forgive one another as God in Christ forgave you where like verse 31 like says putting these things away and then kindness is the opposite of those I feel like
0: Mm -hmm.
2: yeah yeah I think this is the only thought that I have on this is that um, I think sometimes we can treat kindness as a standalone. So it's like kindness is the standard, you know? So like even during this whole pandemic time, a bunch of signs have been put up, a bunch of t-shirts have kind of exploded that just say, be kind. Right, mm-hmm. and I don't disagree with that. Like, we should all be kind, but it it seems like it's a it's a standalone statement.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And if we if we look at kindness from a biblical standpoint, kindness is just one of many things amongst the fruit of the spirit, um, and we we could say this about all of the fruit. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like in our world. Kindness is is treated as um, top of the pyramid-like behavior, Um, and it just kind of stands alone. But kindness, from a biblical definition, is surrounded by all the other fruit that we have talked about and that we are going to talk about in uh, this series. And so... um, kindness is just so much bigger than what it is by itself. I guess that's what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I also think that it sometimes it can be viewed as if something is not kind, then it's like, well, then everything's off. You know what I mean? Like, If somebody's not behaving in a kind way, or they do something that's unkind, like I just think about, like um, I guess, like cancel culture in a way is like you've done something that's unkind, and there's really no way back. Like you're just you're just done. Yeah. Um. And you'll go away for a little while. Maybe you'll say that you're sorry. Um. But I think like our response to what is unkind is oftentimes not very kind if that makes yeah. sense.
2: Yep. Totally true. Totally true. Yeah, I mean I I I feel like I was trying to teach this to my oldest son a couple weeks ago and he's he's amazing. So like they had a big football game a couple weeks ago against one of the biggest schools in Toledo. Mm. And these, he goes to another high school where uh, they these two teams were like the best in Toledo, and they were coming uh, together that night, and there was a lot of fights
0: mm-hmm.
2: in the game. And my son, he just dresses for varsity. He doesn't see a whole lot of action, and especially in this game, uh, he wasn't going to get on the field. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of fights, but he had a, he had to play the JV game the next day.
0: Right.
2: I was I was driving him there. I said, Hey buddy, all those JB kids on the other team, they were on the field last night too, or on the sidelines. Yeah. And it could turn out to be another game of fighting. Right. So don't get yourself caught up in it. And he was just like, It's only football, Dad. It's it's stupid to fight about football. And I was like, One, I was proud of him for that response, but then <laughs> right. two, I was thinking well, wait till you get on the field <laughs> yeah. and your emotions start running. But
0: Yeah, uh, or somebody it, hits it, you or, you know, like, right. yeah.
2: But in the first quarter, uh, he was playing and he was he was getting blocked and the play was clearly over. The whistle had blown and this guy just kept running him, like, through the block and then eventually just threw him to the ground.
0: Oh.
2: And Landon said he was saying all sorts of stuff uh, right. to Landon. And Landon just got back up, walked up, like ran past him, and just patted him on the helmet a couple times, and and walked away. <laughs> and, I was, and I was just like, okay, he was he was showing some kindness in in that moment, yeah. um, you know, because in, football is a highly emotional sport, mm-hmm. um, and you don't see that very often. And so I was I was proud of the way that he responded.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like his response was generous because. It like, you know, by all you know, other measures, it would be like, well, he's justified to do like to respond however he wants, you know, the other person's doing something wrong or the other person's not they're not being kind, so why should Landon have to be? Mm-hmm. But, um but yeah, oh, and
2: I, and I, I told him I told him I was that other kid in high school, Landon. So. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> That's how I treated my opponent. So uh- well done for being a better man than I am.
0: Oh.
1: That's a proud dad moment. Yeah,
0: that is a proud dad moment for sure. Oh my gosh, that would be. Oh my gosh, as a parent, as you're watching this guy, like kid, like antagonize your son, do you feel unkind in that moment? Like, oh. <laughs>
2: um, I, I I've I've simmered down a lot with my competition, so to me. I try. I try to keep my mouth shut on the mm-hmm. sidelines and just let let him deal with it, whether he deals with it correctly or incorrectly. Um,
0: yeah, you know, it's like he, trusting he's gotta, him to do what's right.
2: Yeah, he's he's got to figure it out, and I'm, you know, even if he deals with it incorrectly, it's not like I'm gonna get all over him about it. It's
0: right,
2: maybe a calm discussion, but um, right. He he did great, and it was it was fun to see.
0: That is awesome. We stand O on this podcast. (laughs) All right. So, what about kindness makes it important enough to be included in this list of virtues that Paul gives us?
1: I feel like one of the reasons it's in here is because it. reflected in Jesus like that's not the reason they're all here
0: Mm -hmm.
1: when you when I read the stories of Jesus when I read um different parables I see a consistency in like the tone and like wanting to tell the truth in a way that's like direct but gentle Mm -hmm. like it's a I, I would say like it's a balance of tension between like our humanity and how we think and how we want things to be like being in opposition to how God wants things to be and I feel like you see kindness a lot in Jesus um, and how he interacts by addressing that tension and showing that it's okay for that tension to be there like recognizing that it's not a bad thing to feel it it's just how are you going to choose to respond to it so I feel like you see kindness in how Jesus communicates throughout scripture
0: Mm, yeah I would agree with that I, yeah, I was thinking kind of, yeah, along those lines too. And that I think that some of these are really good at showing us different aspects of like the character of God. Mm -hmm. And I think that, I think that Christians easily say that God is kind, but I don't know that people outside of the church would like, if you asked about like, what is God like? I don't know that kind would be a top answer. And I even think that it might be the opposite. But I think that like the fact that people who spend a lot of time with him would say that he's kind and that like we want to be kind because he is kind to us. I think there's like something within that loop that I think Paul is like pointing out like you can teach people about the character of God by being kind to them.
2: Mm -hmm. right I mean that just makes me think I'm just going to ask another question I'm sorry no
0: go for
2: it I mean just what you said Rachel just makes me think like when we read this section in Galatians about the fruit of the spirit and we read such words as love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness faithfulness and self-control like When we read those, how do we as Christians, how do we miss on these? Um, And that this is not what the world sees. Um, And obviously, I know know the answer is, um, you know, just our our own sin and our own inability to, we we get in in our own way. But sometimes I just think, like, how, how have we missed the mark so much Yeah, um, that this, this is not what others see?
0: Well, and what's um, scary, too, is that it's not just that we're missing the mark with people outside of the church, but we're also a lot of times missing the mark with people that we're supposed to be in community with. Like, people that were supposed to be on the same team, you know? (laughs) Like, (laughs) it'd be like, I don't know, like, your story about Landon turning into, like, Landon turning to one of his teammates and, like, punching him in the face, like, (laughs) because he's mad at some other kid. Like, it's, it's, uh, I don't know, like, I think, like, we're, we are, like, we're missing, we're missing big, and because we're missing big with people not on the team, we're missing big with people that are on the team and then it's also like well how like how do we write the ship it feels very overwhelming
2: right Mm
0: -hmm. i think that i don't know like is it is it is it as like it sounds simple to say that it's sin but sin is not simple
1: no no I think a lot about how none of the fruit of the spirit is like our natural disposition. Um, Like it takes effort to do all the, all these things. There's something that I think of a lot. Like, I think it's a Greg Laurie quote. I don't remember where I read or found this. I know my dad would say it a lot, but um, an unguarded strength is a double weakness. So If you're really good at something, but you're not watchful at it, like you generally will slide back in that thing and it becomes an unguarded weakness. So with kindness and not being in our natural disposition or in our nature, I feel like as people, Mm -hmm. it's a really big blind spot. Like we read the word kindness and it even happened when we were trying to define it. We couldn't really define it. Like we're not sure what it means. And... I think that unclarity, like that lack of clarity, is something that drives us to just kind of put it on the back burner. And if you put something on the back burner enough, you're just going to forget about it. And you're never going to touch it again.
0: Yeah. That is. That's true. And I think that with some of these things, they sound really really simple. Mm -hmm. So it's easy to like just be like oh well if we view this as like a checklist like well i'm doing that like i am a loving person or i am a kind person like i try you know and but then when you like kind of delve in and if, we're, if our mark is like jesus was kind we want to be kind because jesus is kind that's a very high bar yeah like we can't we can't do what jesus did and we can't be who jesus was because we're not god like we can try we can set the bar we can set the bar there and try and reach for it but we're going to we're going to fail at it and i think that it's also like there's something to be said for knowing that we'll fail but closing the loop of like i have failed in this area i need to make it better like what can i do where do we go from here basically like to shorten the time because i think also it's like, yeah, sin is the problem, but sin can lead us down, like, a very windy path that it's hard to get back from. And right. I think that if we aren't willing to, like, to, um, like, immediately, like, identify, call it out, share it with somebody else, like, and then correct, then by the time we look up, you know, we've wandered a long way.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So where have we seen someone display kindness well so this can either be a personal story or maybe it's a pop culture reference maybe it's um, somebody in the bible what comes to mind when you think of somebody displaying kindness well
2: well one of the the first biblical stories that i think of um there's kind of a, a crazy Old Testament story, Um, David and Saul, Saul was king of Israel and felt threatened by David, but David had a really good relationship with Saul's son, Jonathan. They were like really, really good friends. Um, But in the end, Saul and Jonathan both ended up dying Mm. due to all of this conflict, um, with Saul being threatened by David, um, and David became the most powerful person, became King. Um, and you know, when usually what would happen for a new King that overtakes another family's kingdom, um, they would typically have anyone in that other family killed off because they didn't want, they didn't want to feel threatened Mm -hmm. by the old kingdom. Mm
0: -hmm. No coups.
2: Right. No coups. And so um, David knew that Jonathan had a son. Uh, His name was Mephibosheth.
0: Ooh, that's a name.
2: That is quite a name. Jonathan went uh, a little too complex from his own name. (laughs) I could have probably gone with Johnny Jr. or something, but (laughs) no, no, he went went Mephibosheth, (laughs)
0: Um,
2: and so David, David calls for Mephibosheth, um, and Mephibosheth is totally expecting to be killed, um, but David uh, says, "Do not fear." for I will show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan, and I will restore to you all the land of Saul, your father, and you shall eat at my table always. Um, Which would have been so radical for a king to do at that time. Yeah. Um, and he, he took care of Jonathan's son uh, as long, you know, as he, as he was king. Um, And so he, he showed kindness Um, in a, in an area where revenge or just uh, asserting your authority would have been
0: the, the thing that
2: most things mm-hmm. would have done.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a couple of things that stick out to me about that. The first is that uh, I feel like it really highlights the generosity piece of kindness that we talked about earlier. Like, that is not just like meeting, like, nice would be letting him live kind was inviting him in saying you'll have a place at my table like I'm gonna take care of you
1: Mm -hmm. that is like
0: generosity and then the second thing is that he's able to be generous because he doesn't view him as a threat right he's like very confident and like this is what the Lord has said is gonna happen I'm gonna be king that's happened so now I can invite you in and be kind to you because I'm not threatened that you'll take this away from me or that you will, you know, like try and kill me, which could have happened. Yeah, right. But I just think that there are times when what keeps us from being kind mm-hmm. is that we're viewing each other as a threat to something about ourselves, our well-being, our, you know, having our needs met, uh, like what's best for us. And then if we're thinking about that as priority one, it's really hard to be kind because it's hard to be generous from a place of distrust and like fear that you won't have what you need.
1: Right. I have a personal story I
0: could share. Go for it.
1: Um, This is going way back to like my freshman year at uh, H2O and This is kind of a funny story and I can tell it now because it's been many
0: years.
1: (laughs) Terrified anymore. But um, when I was a freshman, I was serving on the production team uh, through the well. And when I was going through the well, uh, Todd Schelerith, who is one of the pastors at H2O Akron was on staff at BG at the time. And I love hanging out with Todd. Todd Schelerith is someone who I feel like exudes kindness. Well, for sure. Um, He is one of the most friendly people you will ever meet. He gives awesome hugs. He's always very sincere. Um, Like, I have a lot of stories of kindness about Todd. I'm going to tell a silly one, and then I'll tell a nice one. Um, Silly one was just, like, no matter how big or small something is, like, Todd shows compassion in it. And my freshman year, basically, I was having some floor mate issues. Couldn't really... Um, use the bathroom because someone would just go and throw up in the bathroom every Saturday um, so I would come to H2O sometimes not having taken a shower the night before so I was fairly active I would play a lot of sports so sometimes I'd come to church pretty ripe. Right. <laughs> and <laughs> one day I'm um we go to Guitar Center get some production stuff and then as we're ending our time, he's just like, Ian, I need, to, I need to talk to you about something. I'm like, oh, sure. What's up? He's like, so I want to first ask if, like, you're okay. He's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. He's like, okay. So you, I, you just kind of smelled on some Sunday mornings. Um, like, he he pushes past, like, the awkward thing. It was just like, you smell kind of bad. Which, just telling me I smelled kind of bad would have been, like, a nice thing to do. But Todd proceeds to just go, like, is there anything I can do to help you? Like, I can do to, like, make sure that you're okay. Like, he was offering suggestions, all that. We came up with a plan, and I didn't come to Church Ripe anymore. Um, that's a funny story.
0: This is such a Todd Chalera story. It is a
1: Todd Chalera story, though. <laughs> but I find it one of the – It was one, it's one of, like, the best examples I can think of kindness – of, like, it would have been polite, like, hey, dude, you kind of smell, here's some deodorant. But like, he was, like, he, like, took the time to make sure that, like, my well-being was okay because he thought something was, like, wrong. Like, I was, like, not taking care of myself. Which, in a way, I wasn't. Um, that was very kind of him. And another time, too, like, I was a person who just will always be here. And there was a time when I think it was my junior year. It was my sophomore year. And my dad had some medical issues and he had just um, suffered a heart condition where, you know, like, I was, like, pretty scared I was going to lose my dad. Uh, I had lost my mom as a kid. And, like, the thought of, like, losing my dad, too, um, just, like, broke me down. Mm. And... It was on a Sunday. We were doing we were doing a morning service and an evening service. And I was serving production all day. And just like in between, I was just sitting by myself. And Todd could tell something was off. So he just like sat down with me. He was just like, hey, like, are you okay? Like, is, is something wrong? And I just got to talk to Todd and I just started bawling. Like, I just started crying. Mm. And Todd Chalirith being the man he is, he has. He always has a handkerchief He always had a handkerchief on him at the time. Yeah, he me a handkerchief, and just like you can keep this one, and just like, just like gave me a hug as I just wept. I like the thought of my dad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, like friends tell you tough things when you need to hear them. Like maybe you smell, and I'm worried for you. But also, friends are kind when you're in mourn, or when you're in hurt or when you're just scared
0: mm-hmm. and
1: we'll just sit there with you maybe mm-hmm. give you So key so yeah. if you're hearing this i love you bud i miss you man i hope you're doing well
0: i'll have to send him a link
2: yeah those were good stories man touch touch for the win
1: touch larith is an example of kindness
0: <laughs> yes yeah you. for sure Yeah, I I could use a Tatcholarith hug right now, I think. That'd be <laughs> great. <laughs> Need a little rib cracking. <laughs> uh that is great. Thank you for sharing that, Ian.
1: It's good. I feel warm and fuzzy.
0: <laughs> That's also a Todd Shalerith feeling. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we talked about the title of the series is cultivate and how cultivate means to protect encourage or pursue something uh so how can we cultivate kindness in our lives maybe on a small scale like person to person and then also like thinking about on a macro level as like god's people how can we cultivate kindness
2: What were those three words again, protect, pursue, and what was the first one?
0: Encourage.
2: Encourage. Okay. I like that. I like that definition. That I think that was helpful because um, as you said those three words, I had a lot more <laughs> that I felt like I could say yeah. once, once you said those. But like to protect kindness – um, gosh, I I feel like that's, that's probably what we struggle with the most right now
0: Yeah,
2: is protecting kindness because, uh, we're taking things in, we're hearing other people talk or the things that we watch on social media, YouTube, mm. um, just a lot of the things that we take in could not be kind.
0: Yeah.
2: And, you know, the, th- the things that we take in are the things that we are going to give out. Um, mm-hmm. And I just think our culture overall, and maybe a lot of us who are following Jesus, we have not done a great job at protecting um, the essence of kindness in our lives.
0: Mm Hmm. Well, and I think if we're not actively working to protect it, there's not really anything else that's gonna, like, it's not gonna just grow in and of itself. Like we've said, like, we're not just, like, some of us might feel like we're more prone to kindness than others. But like, as a people, we are not naturally, like, pivoted toward kindness, I don't think. Like, And if we're not protecting it, then we're listening to voices that are saying, like, look out for yourself. Do what's good for you. Uh, Like, I don't think the message is inconvenience yourself for your neighbor or be generous with your time and your money and your, uh, like, your effort. And so if we're not protecting it, then it's not just going to spring up out of nowhere.
2: Right. Yeah. Cause if, and even if we're not protecting it, we can't encourage it and we can't pursue it.
0: Right. Right. I think about encouraging kindness. That one sticks out to me. I think that I do this with my students a lot. Like when I see them doing something that's kind, I'll be sure to say like, thank you so much for doing that. That was so kind. Or it was so kind of you to blah, blah, blah. And because I want them to know that, like, I see that. And Mm -hmm. I also want to encourage them to be kind to one another. (laughs) Like, we are sharing is a relatively small space. We will be with each other for a lot of time. And what makes that so much better is if they're kind to one another. But I also want them to be kind people. Like, I want them to feel uh like see the value in each other and to interact with each other as though they see that value and so i think like even amongst ourselves like maybe it will feel silly but when someone does something kind for you to call it out and say like that was so kind like or i or i saw you be kind to that other person and that was great like i think sometimes we're not aware of the kindness that does exist because we're not intentional about talking about it or we're not intentional about like being grateful for it thanking each other for doing the kind thing or like the people that we're in close community with to even point out to them like the ways in which they're being kind like Mm
2: -hmm.
0: i just think that would be impactful
2: Mm -hmm. yeah it's true it's
1: true yeah i had um an example that Jesus gives in the New Testament. In Luke chapter 6. Um, money is one of my favorite learning tools. And thankfully the Bible. Uses money a lot as an example.
0: Ian tries to turn this into a financial podcast. At every chance he gets.
1: <laughs> it's, it's how my brain works. <laughs> um, I think of like. So like the concept of like lending money to someone. When you lend money. You expect to get it back in Normally with interest, like that's how most of that's how most of us experience loans or any kind of like something being lost to us. We expect to pay it back and pay it back more. Um, in Luke chapter six, you have this section where Jesus is talking about loving your enemies. Um, it's twenty-seven to thirty-six, but at um, verse. 34 says if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive what credit is that to you even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount but love your enemies do good and lend expecting nothing in return and your reward will be great and you will be sons of the most high for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil be merciful even as your father is merciful
0: Mm.
1: and I think of like if we just try to make a habit even if it's like something we have to schedule something we have to be intentional with it but even just like once a week like lending something that you don't expect to return on whether that's money or time um whatever it could be but like intentionally choosing to do something for someone else that you don't expect to be repaid for i feel like is a way that we can promote and encourage kindness um cultivate it where when we stop viewing what am I going to get out of this interaction what am I going to get out of this I think kindness becomes more of our natural disposition and when we take ourselves out of it and then put others before ourselves
0: Hmm. what did that verse say again he is kind to
1: the ungrateful and the evil
0: mm, do we feel like that's harder yeah like i'm just sitting here thinking like would i say that i'm kind to the ungrateful and the evil Uh, i don't know i think that it's, it's nice and easy to be kind to kind people
1: yep but that's like sinners lending to sinners they expect to be repaid in full so it's the example of like Doing it because you don't expect anything back, like you probably will take a loss from it.
0: Ugh. Oh, I said as much.
1: <laughs> Jesus' <is> words <laughs> that tension, it's that conflict of what we think is right and what God says is right. Being, yeah. just like, ah, I don't like that. That makes living hard or inconvenient, but uh, that's that's following Jesus so. Rachel wants to stop this podcast right now. She's just I like. End the podcast.
0: End the call. <laughs> we have to ask
1: the last question. It's the question.
0: <laughs> we, we can't leave everybody under the impression that I <laughs> am unwilling to be kind to the ungrateful or the evil. I'll do it. I just won't be that thrilled about it. <laughs>
1: That's okay. Take practice
0: oh <laughs> uh, that's funny all right so as a i feel like those are good micro examples what about macro how do we get better as a as a people mm. for god's people how do we I feel like we need like a kindness pr campaign how do we convince the world that we're kind hmm
2: Well, I, you mentioned this earlier, you know, when we were, when I was kind of asking the question of like, how have we gotten so far off and, you know, being the example to people that really want nothing to do with the church, but you, you kind of mentioned, well, we can't even, we can't even do that with people in the church.
0: Right.
2: Um, and it's like, we, we got to start in-house in learning how to take steps towards, uh, kindness with each other. And I think, you know, this just seems kind of, I, I guess, overly simplistic, but I truly do believe that we just need to like learn or relearn or, uh, believe that, resolving conflict is reasonable and doable mm-hmm. and um, actually what for the most part uh, in most situations what God has asked us to do
0: yeah
2: um, and I think there's just so many of like throwing relationships away yeah um, inside the church. Um And I just think that that makes it very difficult to be leaders in kindness when that happens over and over again.
0: Yeah, and I think the impulse is to, especially within the church, is we know we can't be, uh well, we know we shouldn't be outwardly, like, mean or aggressive or, you know, causing... So we default to 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 nothing instead of defaulting to kindness. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there's no true resolution. It's just like, well, I just don't, I just won't really interact with that person. Or I just won't have any feelings about that person. Or, like, we won't ever have to, like... we just won't interact it's just nothing it's not kindness it's nothing and i would argue that that nothing is just as like troublesome sometimes as the the negative side of that right? because it's like allowing stuff to go unsaid it's allowing you know like attitudes that don't lead us to being kind to one another How can we protect, encourage or pursue kindness today? What can we do today? what's the what's the first step? Mm. I feel like I... maybe the first step is repentance <laughs> like, yeah, I think we've gotta I think we've got to settle some things with the Lord. <laughs> in our hearts (laughs) like we got no shot at being kind if we aren't honest about where we're starting at least that's what it feels like for me like i think that i can put my head down and just deal with things and just be like i don't know like that person's horrible but i'll just like put up with it and move on but again that's nothing that's not kindness uh so i think like it's just admitting that I don't feel kind to that person and like saying like, I, I want to be like, please help me to grow in that. Like inviting God along for that process and not just being like, okay, I'm sorry. I wasn't kind. I'll go away and start being kind. And then you can come along. Like that's for all of these things. Like God's not tapping his foot and waiting for us to get better at it before he wants to be in a relationship with us. Hmm. So that's what I'm thinking.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty close with you. I'm thinking of the the passage in Colossians that Paul also wrote. And he talks about that we are God's chosen people. We are holy and dearly loved. And so then he says, clothe yourselves with compassion, Mm -hmm. kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience um and for me it's just like reminding myself every day multiple times throughout the day to that i i am choosing to put on clothes that are compassionate and kind and humble and gentle and patient mm-hmm. and um just getting the topic of kindness for, for this podcast. I was like, this is, this is the one I struggle (laughs) with the most actually, (laughs) because I feel like one, one of the things that goes in me the quickest is kindness, like kindness Mm -hmm. and gentleness and patience. Those were like the three (laughs) that just like thrown out the window.
0: Yeah. If if stuff's going down there, we're not kind. We're not patient. I feel like, (laughs) yeah,
2: So I I think just for for me, it's a recognition um, of of God's goodness to me. And like Mm -hmm. you said, just repentance, realizing that God's repentance or God's kindness leads me to his repentance.
0: Yeah.
1: Hmm. I think what I'm feeling challenged on is going back to the money example, but like lending and not expecting anything in return, um, understanding that like, we've been forgiven of so much by God, like a debt insurmountable, a debt unpayable on our own, uh, which is the wages of sin, like death. We've been forgiven of death itself and given new life in Jesus.
0: Mm.
1: Like the story of the gospel um, pushes us to kindness. And it wasn't a, what am I going to get out of this with God? Like he got nothing out of it. He actually lost. He incurred the debt. He took the wages for our sin and suffered on our behalf so that we might not have to. And I want to take that example and try to live that out in a way where I can show kindness. I can speak kindness. I can encourage kindness in a way where I'm not expecting to even receive it back. hmm where regardless of what someone may say or think, um, inside house or outside house, like living a life that is set apart in not expecting it in return. Like, I guess for me, it's having less of the return on investment mindset and more of the, how am I gonna spend for the, like, how am I gonna spend my time, my money, uh, my energy in a way that is like kingdom focused that's focused on like the message of who jesus is and what he's done for us and mm-hmm. living that out
0: it's a big goal it's fine it's, fine. it's fine. <laughs>
1: fine can't do anything good without god anyway so i'm just gonna a lot of prayer a lot of repentance a lot of help it's fine it's <laughs>
0: true we'll do it together yeah all right well Matt, this is the end, but we have a very important question. Our last question. Okay. What is the best fruit? What is the worst fruit? I feel like you probably have some strong fruit opinions.
2: Oh my gosh. You are so correct. (laughs) I have very strong opinions, and this is the easiest question to answer (laughs) out of all the things that we've talked about.
0: Okay? Yes.
2: All right. So... Here's the right answer. The best <laughs> fruit is pineapple. By far.
0: Ooh, yeah, yeah.
2: It is God's candy. And <laughs> I
0: Don't
2: would people love say day. that
0: raisins are nature's candy?
2: No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> because, well, raisins had to be like remanufactured into shriveled up Grapes, yeah. right? Yeah. Pineapples is, is what it is.
0: It just exists in its goodness,
2: and there should be no reason for me to like any other candies. I wish I could say that that <laughs> I could <just> survive <laughs> on pineapple. <laughs> I just love candy, and I can't resist. Okay, so pineapple is clearly the right answer. Yes. And. I've often gone as far as saying that God made one mistake.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, can't I forgot how strongly you feel about this. I know, I know what you're going to say. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> God made one mistake when he created the pear. Heresy. <laughs> <laughs> <Pearcy>. Pears. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like
0: I ate a pear at lunch today.
2: Oh, and you had the worst day ever today, probably.
0: <laughs> I didn't. Oh, well, I mean, I would say it was okay, but <laughs> nothing, none of it was pear related.
2: <laughs> you ate a sweet, mushy piece of sandpaper. That's what you I ate think, today.
0: No, I think you, I think, you're, I think you've had, had pears. pears. If it's mushy and sandy, that pear's not good. You shouldn't eat it.
2: <laughs> I've never had a good pear gross okay. they're so disgusting all right
1: <laughs> i have a new goal matt for next staff fun day we're gonna eat just to have pears. that's what i've decided oh gosh
2: right. you set the time and i will not show up <laughs> I'm gonna be in your house bud
0: oh that's so funny I will, I
2: will be i will be sick that day and i will lock my doors <laughs>
0: What is most funny is that in the back of my head, I was like, Matt for sure has strong fruit opinions, but I couldn't recall them specifically. But as soon as you said God made one mistake, I knew exactly where you were headed. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, all right, Ian, wrap us up.
1: (laughs) All right, Mo, thanks for your thoughts and thanks for joining us. I may disagree with you on fruit, but I agree with you on kindness. (laughs) That's good. That was a kind thing for you to say. Uh, oh
0: good job guys
1: (laughs) full circle and if you've made it to the end thank you for listening and being a part of this conversation uh please continue to be a part of this conversation by emailing us at lovepodloverockets at gmail.com let us know any questions comments and or concerns you may have and tell us your best fruit and worst fruit as well we are curious and would like to know also if you would be so kind to leave us a like and review on your podcasting platform of choice, that would I be. If a-
0: you did there,
1: and uh, remember to follow us on all H2O Toledo on all of our socials. We're on TikTok now, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. I think that's it. And continue listening. We will be back next week with a new episode. And until then, have a good one.
0: Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.